I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Fanatical L Show, part of the L Network. We are a bunch of wild and crazy Cleveland Browns fans, bringing you all the latest in Browns news. Tune in now. Hey! Good everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fanatical Elves Show. Welcome to the Fanatical Elves Network. We've got Steve, we've got Elliot, and I'm John, and uh, we're here on a Thursday night as we get ready for the big Thursday night game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Detroit Lions, and uh, we're going to talk some Browns and Bengals uh, preview tonight. We also have a special guest joining us in a little bit uh, by the name of Justin, who worked with our uh, fans first sports uh, network. He's part of the Cincinnati Bengals affiliate. He and Brandon run a great uh, programming down there in Cincinnati. And I had the uh, privilege to be on their show. Uh, the, I think it, it, it aired earlier today. And uh, so Justin's going to join us here in a little bit, hopefully. And uh, so we're just going to get into this tonight. I know we all, you know, Steve and Elliot, we're all contributors to our shows and we We've talked a little bit about the Bengals already on our, our individual shows. The Brownie Acts was earlier today. Steve with the Dog Pound South uh, podcast. So let's talk, you know, first and foremost, you know, the Bengals are coming to town. The Bengals have a quarterback by the name of Joe Burrow. Uh, I call I call him Joe Schmo. And, Joe Schmo. Uh, Joe Schmo. And, uh, you know, he has a one-in-four record against the Browns. Uh, the Browns have kind of had his number – 
over the last several seasons. Excuse me. Um, Joe got his first win last uh, last time they played them. They previously they had a he had a horrific experience at Halloween, uh, the first game that they played last season. So I just wanted your guys' takes on Joe, what your expectations are. Uh, he's coming off of a calf injury. And do you think the Browns still have the upper hand? Uh, either one of you want to go. Go ahead, Nelly. Steve. Oh, okay. Well, um, <laughs> why not? Uh, yeah, I think the Browns uh, have the upper hand. Um, mm -hmm. They've proven that. Um, mm -hmm. uh, they haven't won in Cleveland uh, since mm -hmm. uh, uh, Joe Schmo has been there. Um, he has uh, thrown a interception against the Browns in uh, four straight games. Mm -hmm. He uh, when he throw when he sacked two or more times, the team is zero and four. Mm. Um, you can't blitz him. You can pressure him when you pre when with no pressure, he throws like seventy one percent completion. Mm -hmm. With pressure, it drops down to fifty five. Mm -hmm. percent so um you know everybody's talked about miles garrett and his success against um mm -hmm. uh, the Bengals' uh, offensive line uh they tried to improve it by signing orlando brown jr and orlando brown jr of course mm -hmm. said oh he's never had any success then we go back to game one in 2021 when miles garrett had eight pressures two quarterback hits mm -hmm. and a sack against orlando brown jr so you know he's bringing the he's bringing the stats tonight. Steve is bringing it, man. Well, I, I'm in the middle of my preview article, which I do I love every, it. I love every it. week for ClevelandSportsTalk.com. I do my research on Thursdays and write it on Friday, so I've got all these things sticking. Well, in my the Fanatical Elves Network. This is out. this is what we're about. We got some great contributors like Steve here, and so and I then I just appreciate hide uh, Jonah Williams and put him on the right side, which is perfectly logical i mean you know if i know browns fans out there if uh james hudson came in the game you'd rather have him on the right side than the left side but now he's going to go up against Darius smith who had 10 mm. sacks and 80 pressures last year mm -hmm. so and the middle of their line there nobody's spectacular <laughs> i mean they're just mm -hmm. average guys yeah i expect tomlinson and shelby harris and those guys to dominate Mm -hmm. um i i i look for a, a good game and i, I think uh the Bengals will have something to worry about mm -hmm. elliot your take on on joe schmo and uh, the the bungles on sunday well, yeah i would echo what steve said first of all i believe that joe burrow is the best quarterback in the nfl i'm really a big fan of his you are him. yes but i'll also say this that you know, there was a press conference last year. It was really hilarious where they asked uh, Burrow, you know, well, is there a factor that you can point to that you really have to worry about with the Cleveland Browns? And he says, Miles Garrett. Well, is there yeah. something that affects your passing that that uh, has led to the difficulty of winning against Cleveland? Miles Garrett. And every question that they <laughs> asked him, he would respond, Miles Garrett. And that's really the truth. There's nothing else that they had to worry about in mm -hmm. past seasons except for Miles Garrett. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be different this season because they really mm -hmm. have upgraded their uh, defensive personnel. It's right. not Miles Garrett this season. So I think it is going to be a different, mm -hmm. case, uh, different case altogether. Mm -hmm. uh, it is going to be a challenge to evade the pass rush. And I also think that 
the Bengals scheme invites a uh, heavy pass rush because they operate out of the spread formation. They just really use the same offense that the Pittsburgh Steelers use. They park Burrow seven yards behind the line of scrimmage, and they refuse to give in. They will not back him up, uh, let him drop back a few more yards to pass for whatever reason. They think that they have to get the ball out in two and a half seconds. <laughs> and for that reason, they throw a lot of short passes to Jamar Chase and to Tyler Boyd and oh. T. Higgins. And I'm fine with that because I really worry about what would happen if they started throwing deep balls to those guys. But now, Jamar, now, Jamar Chase came out today. He was a little petty about the Brownies um, being a little uh, – calling them – he was going to call them the Elves and that the Browns aren't anything oh, but hey, – that's regular. good for us. I know. It's like – Did right. you pay him to do that? I know. He's like, <laughs> you say fanatical. Go, Jamar. Do it, man. We need the publicity. <laughs> I think that's excellent. That is the best thing that we can I got to tell you though. I tell I and you guys know this. I mean, we're 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 a new podcasting <laughs> crew with the uh, Fans First Sports, but it's it's been really cool and I'm sure you guys have some of these yes. other experiences. Well, we should we thank need, him. We, maybe, we need well, all the in fact, well, let's put a Twitter out immediately thanking immediately. him for mentioning yes. us. My gosh, <laughs> we need to do that. Yes. But absolutely, you know, th- this kind of petty name calling and stuff is good. Uh, I commend him for doing that. It's mm-hmm. it's all in good fun. Go ahead and do that. Well, kind of so stuff now last now last stuff. night, now last night, guys, I um, was on the Cincinnati their their show, and they had a lot of questions for me about Deshaun Watson. Well, that's um, great. You really want a medal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Purple heart going behind so, enemy lines. So so they but they were you know they're wondering you know all of our takes it's usually what other people outside of cleveland they ask us what we think about deshaun and will deshaun be still rusty is he going to have his and does he need to be uh great and uh, i wrote an article recently this last week on dog pound daily about you know keys to the season and i started the article by saying that in my opinion deshaun watson and nick chubb they're they're important pieces to the whole thing but they're not vital to the Browns' success. I obviously we need them to be successful. I was trying to, in the article, my my take on it was basically that there are other more pressing issues, you know, getting a co- cohesive group on defense and 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 scoring touchdowns in the red zone. Um, you know, Deshaun had a great you know twenty twenty season in Houston statistically, but his team sucked and he, they went four and twelve. Nick Chubb's been consistent. Um, with his numbers and running up, you know, scores and whatnot, but the team has been sub 500. I guess, what are your takes on Deshaun? I, the, the same question that they were asking me, what are you expecting Sunday? What are you expecting maybe down the line? And how, I, I know, obviously I know that he's important, but how, how do you see that all fitting together? Why don't we go with um, you first, Elliot? Yeah, let me throw up a little graphic, if I may. Yeah, sure. You got it down there? I do have a graphic here. He's got a graphic. Hold on a second. Hold on. (laughs) Let's be graphic. if I can get this to go. Yeah, let's be graphic. Let's be be graphic. graphic. Oh, come on now, Elliot. It's it's, it's only Thursday. We'll be graphic when the Cincinnati guy comes up. Yes. Listen, Justin's a great – I got to take it. I mean, I don't meet too many Cincinnati Bengals fans that know, like – 
he knows everything about the Bengals. His historically, he he's a Bengals fan. Pretty. What pretty is impressive. there to know? I mean, it's pretty simple. I think. Yeah. yeah. All right. Do you want to? Okay. You, you guys seeing? Um, I can I see, see it. the PowerPoint. See, yep. Do you want to okay, oh, make it. it into a? Let me get the uh, slide. So if you're watching this on YouTube, or if you're okay. listening to us, All if right. you're listening so to us, this is a two day player tracker. And I'm talking about what the what the um, Bengals did in the offseason and who they lost and who they signed. And what they signed is very simple. They only signed uh, two players on offense, Orlando Brown and Irv Smith. They signed mm -hmm. safety Nick Scott, who isn't really that fantastic. But they did sign mm -hmm. one defensive back. Mm -hmm. But look who they gave up or who they didn't resign right. on defense. Safety, Jesse Bates, four years, $64 million. Safety, Von Bell, four years, $64 million. There's mm -hmm. two, you know, Pro Bowl caliber safeties gone. Mm -hmm. uh, cornerback Eli Apple, who played in something like 97% of the offensive snaps last season, mm -hmm. yep. he is also gone. Now, he was not a superstar, but he played 97% sure. of the offensive mm -hmm. snaps for the Bengals. He's gone. Cornerback yeah. Ray Flowers is gone. That's mm -hmm. four defensive backs that were uh, that have left the team, mm -hmm. and they only signed one back. So a net of three defensive backs that have gone. That's a serious downgrade. Mm -hmm. And okay, now they did sign a guy that uh, in DJ Turner. That's a four point two six guy in the forty yard dash. That's great. Mm -hmm. Of course, you have to yeah. actually footballs and stuff. And he weighs, I think he weighs like um, 110 pounds or something. He looked, you know, he's about the same size as Steve Rogers in the Captain America movie before he got the super serum. And he's not very big. Uh, but, you know, they're hoping to use rookies to plug holes and stuff in their secondary. That's not going to be easy. No. Well, so, uh, you know, they, they did sign some interesting prospects, but they're prospects, they're rookies. Rookies don't mm. do very much in mm. their first year. Right. So they that's why I think that they're really not going to be able to cover the Browns very well in game one. Mm -hmm. I think that it is going to be a offensive uh, uh, barrage, can we mm -hmm. say? I mm -hmm. think there are going to be a lot of passes completed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that Joe Burrow, despite the fact that I have immense respect for him, he has not had a good training camp because he was injured. I think yeah. he's be a little bit, you know, not. Now, I was I was reminded last night on the show with the Bengals uh, affiliate that that first time that Joe Burrow came to Cleveland and they played Baker, um, I think he threw sixty-one passes in that game. I think that was the game where he threw. 61 times he almost got helped the Bengals come back anyway it just yeah, yeah and why is that because they had no offensive line and they couldn't gain yeah. any yards on the ground um i think they're much better with joe mixon uh, -huh. uh they did of course lose samaji pirine mm -hmm. in free agency the Bengals have this philosophy that they don't want to overspend in any one year so they have yeah. tons of cap room but they did not sign all the free agents that they could have signed this season. They're looking mm -hmm. ahead to paying a lot of money mm -hmm. uh, for Joe next, uh, actually not even next year, but the year after that. And mm -hmm. so they're Joe, putting money aside uh, and they're yeah. not Higgins spending as much money as they could. <laughs> what was that, Steve? Okay. Yeah. 
I said uh, Joe Schmo, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase. I mean, they right. signed these guys. Right, yeah. yeah. So they're saving so, money this year. They're not spending all the money that they could spend. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, as a consequence, they're really decreasing the net talent on their roster, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And where it's showing up is the defensive secondary. So, yeah, I think I mm -hmm. think that Sean Watson's going to have a good game. In fact, everybody okay. is going to have a good game against the Bengals secondary. I think that, that's straightened out. What do you think, Steve? I mean, the over-under, they were asking me again on the show last night with the Bengals guys that, like, Deshaun's uh, throwing the ball for – I think the number is like 239 or 249. Does he go over or under that for passing yardage tomorrow? Or on Sunday? What do you, I don't did, know. Yeah. I don't know. Here's, here's what I do know. I follow a lot of beat writers who have covered the Browns for decades. And mm -hmm. every one of them says he's the best quarterback that they've had, including better than Bernie Kosar. Right. So if these guys have seen all these schmucks that they run through <laughs> Berea – and they say this is the the, the guy they because they see practices. We don't see practices. They see the practices. They've mm -hmm. seen all the practices over the decades. Yeah. They say he's the best. Yeah. And, and going with what Elliot said, last year the Bengals played a lot of cover three because they had those two good safeties. Mm -hmm. I want to see if they're going to do cover two to protect their inexperienced safeties. If mm -hmm. they go to a cover two, that's just going to open up the running lanes. And mm -hmm. Nick Chubb is just going to run all over. And traditionally, Nick's uh, had some yeah. really good good efforts. Nick, traditionally, Cincinnati. Nick's had uh, had some great games, and he's caught some passes. I remember that great touchdown pass. Oh yeah, he caught oh. with the ball behind the, yeah. the guy's head. So uh, that's you a know, good point. yeah, yeah. So it's um, I know of, uh, a lot of uh, beat writers have complained that uh, Deshaun Watson doesn't have a lot of touch when he gets down in the red zone. But mm. I look back on that Kansas city uh, preseason game and that pass to uh, David Njoku, mm -hmm. that was a perfect Beautiful. pass. Beautiful. So what I expect from the offense is what we saw in the, the first team series with Deshaun Watson and Cleveland turned up to 11. That's yeah. what I expect to see. Okay. Um, let's jump into some of the advantages and disadvantages here. Let's just kind of go through, start with the offense. We've been talking a little bit about that already, but let's, let's look at the quarterback situation. We've already kind of at length, but just quickly, let's just kind of go through these before we go to our first break. Um, Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow, who do you think Steve has the advantage on Sunday? Well, right now, Burrow, because the only thing we have to go on with Deshaun Watson is the last six games last year. Okay. And it's a brand new offense, so uh, we'll see. But I, I give that to Burrow right now. Yeah, sure. Okay, it's cool. Elliot, you agree? No, I, I think that Deshaun Watson has the advantage because Burrow hasn't had the advantage of being able to practice. If this was uh, a Good month point. from now, I think I would definitely go with Burrow. I believe Burrow is the most talented quarterback mm -hmm. in the NFL. I have great mm -hmm. respect for Joe Burrow. But he hasn't had live practice and you know mm -hmm. under fire in the preseason yeah. games i think those do count for something i think it's going to take him a game or two mm -hmm. before he settles down and gets his timing back he's going to be a little bit okay. rusty like Deshaun was last season i'll Excellent. change my vote to even 
<laughs> okay, so we just we we're actually our special guest Justin is joining us here. So we'll get him on this action. We'll go around the room. So we'll share with him what we just started with our advantage disadvantage, and uh, uh, get right into it. Uh, so let's welcome Justin here. So this is Justin from the Who Day. Uh, I don't know the name of the actual of their affiliate. So let's see what it is here. So this is Justin. Okay. Hello, Justin. Welcome. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on, Browns Nation? All right, I see we got somebody dressed like Paul Brown in here. You know, celebrating <laughs> his birthday. How you doing, guys? So we're hey, we're, re we're recording kind of live, you know, but uh, we're not live. But I I just wanted to welcome you and I give a brief intro to your your stuff if you want to share out a little bit. I kind of talked a little bit already earlier in the show about you coming on and uh, you know how I got to join you guys last night and had a great show there. Uh, your affiliate, I, I forgot the whole affiliate name and everything. So if you want to just give a shout out about yourself and whatnot, and then the, where we were in the show right now, uh, Justin, we were just going getting into the advantage, disadvantage of the offense, the defense and start. We just kind of finished talking about Deshaun and Joe Burrow. But um, first off, we just want to welcome you. Thank you for being here. We, we, uh, we, I told the guys that we we have a we have a common bond in in Ravens hate, um, so. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, we, we certainly do. We certainly so do. So Justin, welcome. So you're you're the affiliate in Cincinnati with the fans first. What is the title of of your crew and and yeah, just a little background. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, we we're we're titled Running Through the Jungle. Uh, mm -hmm. That is the affiliate name for the Bengals um, Fan First Sports Network. Okay. Um, so mm -hmm. it's my, myself and our co-host Brandon Harriet, who we do who does a tremendous job. Uh, we both come off with some pretty strong opinions, <laughs> but yes. it's it's definitely a fun thing. Uh, I'm I'm housed here in Cincinnati, been born and raised here my whole entire yeah. life, and the Battle of Ohio has been one to live up for you know, for the last few years, you know, so, which is good. I think the battle of Ohio is good for the NFL. So we just, Justin, we just started talking about Deshaun. Well, finished a little bit, but I, we wanted your take. This is a good time because um, we, we just kind of went around the room and we were saying how, who has the advantage on Sunday. Initially, uh, Steve had said, maybe, maybe Joe, but then Elliot thought, well, maybe uh, Deshaun because Joe has been injured. So I'll let you guys kind of chatter about that. Uh, Ellie, did you want to expand on that or Steve? Yeah, yeah I would like to expand yeah. upon that. I wanted yeah. to mention that I went on the air and I said <laughs> that I believe that Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And on the air last week, I told John Suchan live to draft Joe Burrow for his fantasy football team. However, <laughs> I believe that because he's been injured and hasn't had the opportunity to you know, dodge you know, the live pass rush and the throw against live competition. I'm not sure whether he's going to be at the top of his game this Sunday. So I'm, I'm a little bit down on Joe for opening day. I don't know if he's going to be his normal self and it may take him a game or at least, you know, a half of football before he becomes his normal self. And so for that reason, I think that, that uh, Deshaun Watson may have an advantage in this particular game. But overall, if this game were played, let's say, two weeks from today, there would be no question that Joe Burrow would be would have a significant advantage over Deshaun Watson, in my opinion. What, what do you think, Justin? So a couple of things there. Um, 
I get the injury concerns when it comes to Joe Burrow. He's coming off of a strained calf, but I think too much has been blown out of proportion regarding his calf, where I think for the most part, it is just strictly precautionary. Had this would have been happening during a regular season, I don't think he misses a game. This dude is tough as nails. He has He's played through dislocated fingers. One of the more underrated stories that no one really talks about during our Super Bowl, our unexpected Super Bowl season was that he had dislocated his pinky finger in the game against the Chargers, I believe. And he never needed surgery. He ended up having to play with that whole thing throughout all the way to the Super Bowl run. And he also dislocated, um, I think he had a sprain in his MCL too, his on his other knee instead of yeah. his previously injured knee. So he's this guy's tough, man. And he will he will stand in there and take hits and play through pain if it calls upon him because his team needs him the most. And he understands that. But yeah, I, I don't care about the pain. I care about whether or not he's, uh, you know, a, he's got the reps in to be uh, evading the pass rush and you know, hitting his receivers under game conditions. That's my point. Well, and, 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 and getting to that point, with that part, I do understand that as well, too. He's going against one of the more ferocious defenders in Miles Garrett, who always seemed to be right there on his backside. He's, I believe, I read a stat. He had nine sacks in, I think, six games that Miles Garrett has played against the Bengals. Nine sacks. That's 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 kind of dominant when you think yeah. about it. And the corners of Cleveland can disrupt the timing patterns that mm-hmm. our trio receivers and what we we view as the best in the league. Mm-hmm. Cleveland has a pretty good trio of corners there, so I, mm-hmm. I absolutely do get the concerns there. Mm-hmm. However, I also trust Joe Burrow's brain and his moxie and his mindset that he mm-hmm. can overcome it regardless. Mm-hmm. And I still think that there's still a lot of element of newness to Deshaun Watson talking on that side of the fence to where mm-hmm. we still, he got to figure out what the identity of the Cleveland Browns is going to be. Yeah, Are we talked about that last first? night. Yeah. Correct. Yes, we did. And I'm glad that you brought that up because um, it was that was a fun that was a fun show that we did. Yeah. Um, one of the things that is going to we might not know is that even though we probably feel like Deshaun Watson wants to aerial attack it out and, you know, throw, throw some fireworks on the board, as he would he said this past week. That stuff is probably going to take a little bit of time. And then the Bengals defense, they're young, they're faster as well, too. So personally with me, I go with the experience. Burrow, obviously, I'm speaking as a homer, as a Bengals okay. fan, that even in spite of the strapped, strained calf that he did suffer early mm-hmm. in training camp, enough time has passed by. He's still working out. And I think too much has been made of it. But mm-hmm. also too much has been made of a lot of in our own fan base because he hasn't had a normal offseason training camp since he got in the league. His first gotcha. year it was the COVID. Second year, it was the re- recovery from his torn ACL. The third year was obviously the appendix, the appendectomy that he had, mm-hmm. which started, which pretty much led to a really slow start with losing to the Steelers at home, mm-hmm. losing to the yeah. Cowboys on Cooper Rush on the road, and now mm-hmm. this year with a strained calf. So it's almost like Joe Burrow can't even get a break to save his own life. But I think that he relishes that kind of – that kind uh, of that he's hurdle. A tough, tough, tough he, cookie. He's a, he's a tough SOB, man, I, I, and I give him all <laughs> – I give him all kind of credit. But well, let me let me just go – yeah. There. Yeah, let me, let me just go – let's keep talking about the offense here. Steve um, – advantages with the wide receiver room. I know uh, Justin just kind of mentioned his, his wide receivers, but where do you see the advantage uh, come Sunday? Cincinnati. Yeah. Okay. Cincinnati. I, I'm writing an article, uh, my preview article, and, and they're probably the, the, the number one wide receiver room in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. uh, you know, some people may argue about top two, uh, but as a room, you know, the three of them, Boyd is your perfect slot, T. Higgins, mm-hmm. big physical, Jamar mm-hmm. Chase down the field. Uh, yeah, they're they're uh, they're the top hey. wide receivers. We don't really know. Again, we don't know what the offense is going to bring. We know what Macar- mm-hmm. uh, uh, Amari Cooper brings. We know what DPJ brings. We have a sense of what Elijah Moore can do as a weapon, but mm-hmm. right now I'd have to give the advantage to Cincinnati. So like I was adjusting, you were out, you weren't with us, but we were just giving props to uh, Jamar chase early for giving us props at the fanatical L's network. He, he uh, talked about the Brownies and how he doesn't even consider today or yesterday he was interviewed. Did you see this? And he mentioned how he was going to call them just the elves. And I said, well, that's the fanatical elves. So thanks, yeah, thanks, thanks for the free. Yeah. Promotion, yeah. man. So, yeah, Elliot, Elliot, who do you think's got the advantage on Sunday? I don't think there's any question um, that the Bengals have the best wide receivers, you know, probably in the NFL, but certainly in the division. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm embarrassed at, uh, <laughs> you know, at the level of uh, what I want to say, the chutzpah that, <laughs> you know, our fan base places in how deep the uh, Browns wide receiver core is. We're, we may not, you know, we'll find out, you know, maybe yeah. if everything works out really great. The Browns wide receivers will turn out to be, you know, five all pros and all that kind of stuff, but they are not proven by any means. Yeah. Um, the Bengals receivers are proven. They are established. They are all three of them threats to go to the pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. There's no question that. that okay. Uh, those you know and by the way you know i think you have to take that into account when you're talking about uh you know the quarterback you know that's not the same as the passing game yeah Uh, yeah if you're going to talk about who's going to have more passing yards some of that is the offensive line some of that's the wide receivers you know etc etc but as far as the receiving goes the Bengals have the better wide receivers, I believe. Okay, Justin, you, no you feel this? You feel the same way? I'm, I'm gonna guess. Well, I do. <laughs> Obviously, I do, and I do want to share this. I want to share with you guys. Here's what makes the Bengals wide receiving core special, and we already know the names on paper, but it's more or less because of Jamar Chase that enhances the volatility of the receiving room. And then Joe Burrow in turn elevates those guys. And so yeah. that's the, that is the reason why if you go back to the 2021 draft, I don't know if you guys at Cleveland was familiar, but down here in Cincinnati, there was a huge divide between the fan base of what we want to draft the protection. Remember, this is Joe Burrow coming off oh, of yeah, his yeah, yeah, yeah. injury. So everybody automatically assumed that we was going to get the best lineman and start push and keep it pushing, which was Panay Sewell or Rashawn mm-hmm. Slater. So mm-hmm. there was a great divide between yeah. a civil war, we like to call it, between a fan base between I remember that. Panay yeah. Sewell and Jamar Chase. Right, And I think that so many people were on the Penesul bandwagon for the most part because they were feared that Dobro was going to get hurt again. They didn't want to see that happen. Well, people that have a more of a extracted football mind or expanded football mind, they understand that you need all your linemen to be able to play connect like as a connected unit. One guy can be a catalyst in that, but Um, nine times out of ten, that is very hard to find. And I like what Penesul is doing now in Detroit. 
mm-hmm. they needed to build that line through Frank Ragnall and they build it outward for you to see what yeah. – and you're going to see Detroit do that this upcoming season. But it took them yeah. a very long time to get to where they are now. Whereas mm-hmm. Jamar Chase, he can accelerate the success route that we wanted to go mm-hmm. by just dropping him in the bucket with the receiving core that we already have with T. Higgins and Tyler yeah. Boyd. Yeah. I truly believe that they would not have made the decision if it was gone down to Devontae Smith or Panay Sewell. I think they would have went protection in that route. Mm-hmm. But they went with Jamar Chase because Jamar was a different beast. And mm-hmm. you yeah, see yeah. it. And mm-hmm. you, you yeah. put it out like he's, he's a wide receiber. He, <laughs> he he's, one, he's top one or two in fantasy. I just finished my fantasy draft just now right. before coming did, in. <laughs> did, did you get him? Did you get him? I wish I, I, wish I could have got him. I had the number two overall pick. So I got Justin Jefferson. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, good. Got, you should have taken Elijah Moore, man. Elijah Moore was still on the board, wasn't he? <laughs> Elijah Moore. Uh, take Elijah Moore. Come you know on. what? I would have taken him as my flex option, but what was very enticing to me, you know what? As much as we talk about, like, the purple people and how we band together and our dislike for them, <laughs> I got to say, man, I really am impressed from what I've been seeing out of Zay Flowers this okay. uh, this morning as his rookie campaign okay. is getting ready to begin. But no, and to talk a little bit more in positive about the Browns receiving core, let me take my glasses off a little bit, you yeah. know, because I, I I had to, I had to throw my glasses on because you know I was outside. But to talk more about in positive light with the Browns receiving core, yeah. they're not just names on paper as of what I thought in years past. They're not. Okay, it's not yeah. just like Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, and Donovan Peoples Jones. Donovan mm-hmm. Peoples Jones is is a really nice deep threat receiver mm-hmm. that you can throw a bomb to and he can make a big play at any mm-hmm. given moment mm-hmm. through a game. And he's done he that. Yeah. Had, and he's done it and most of a couple of times several times against us. And yeah, we <laughs> talked about that last night. Yep. Yep. It's yep. very frustrating when that when that was always happening, but I give him credit to where credit is due. But Mari Cooper, he's still one of the more pristine mm-hmm. route runners in all the NFL. He can separate on a dime. He's him and Keenan Allen are, I would say, the two best route runners, pure route runners in all of mm-hmm. football at the receiver position. And then everybody talks. I see that Browns Nation is glowingly talking glowingly over Elijah Moore, but rightfully so. We felt like this kid was underutilized in New York. And wow, even though they got a lot of weapons, Garrett Wilson's going to be the future star of the show there. There just wasn't really going to be much of a place for him there with all the people that they kept bringing, like Aaron Rodgers bringing his golden boy buddies from Green Bay. So Elijah Moore get his opportunity to take over that two or the three, and it's up to Deshaun Watson to make it work. They got yeah. a lot of talent. You got a lot of names on paper me- that I feel like it can connect at some point. But my thing is we have to see it with Cleveland. There's always a lot of preseason right. hype, but it always seems to deteriorate <laughs> as season comes to a close. And if I'm a Browns fan – Kind of like being a Reds fan because I'm a Bengals, I'm a Bengals fan, but I'm also a Reds fan too. Right. We we're similar to the Browns in football, whereas we have uh-huh. a lot of players, a lot of positivity going our way in our direction, uh-huh. but we haven't seen them prove it yet. <laughs> right. We talk really high about these guys, but we just haven't seen them prove it at all. Yeah. Whereas if you look on the flip side with the Cleveland Guardians. The Cleveland Guardians may not have the biggest brand like the Cincinnati Reds do baseball wise, but mm-hmm. they seem to be always proving it every single year. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and mm-hmm. I think that that's where the Browns are for me is come a little bit of out of the brand centric mindset, because when we compare the two ba- brands, Bengals versus Browns, mm-hmm. there's no question to me. The Browns are the stronger brand. They've been the more historical team. Mm-hmm. You had Paul Brown mm-hmm. first. Um, so yeah. I, I respect that. <laughs> However, when it comes. Yeah, <laughs> before he fired him, before Art Modell fired him, you know, <laughs> rest in peace, Art Modell too, you know. So, 
No, but at the end of the day, when it, comes to the, when it comes to history of running tradition, the Bengals seem to have it in recent memory, of course, whereas yeah. the Browns are still trying to fight their way back to relevancy with that. And you right. had it for a little bit. But I yeah. think Deshaun Watson does let's, bring a nice advantage to you. Let me let me let me go around the room. Let's skip to the defense for just a little bit. And we talked a little bit about this before you came on air. Um, Elliot mm-hmm. had some uh, nice little graphics that he put up there about your um, draft picks and some people that have left. And Steve, let's start with you here on this question yes. about um, on defense. Um, the the advantage. Let's start with the secondary and the cornerbacks. Where you see the advantage disadvantage? I know. Like I just said, we just mentioned how Cincinnati has lost some folks. They've they've drafted some new new guys. Where do you see the advantage or disadvantage on Sunday uh, between these two teams on Browns. that part of the ball? Yeah, Browns. Okay, and you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of Rodney McLeod, and a lot of people don't <laughs> don't realize how important he is going to be. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. in this defense, uh, he could start for many teams at safety. Uh, I'll even go. The, I'll go the entire defense. Uh, Browns have the advantage in defensive line. The Bengals have mm. the advantage in a linebacker. Simple because they got mm. two great linebackers, Jermaine Pratt and Logan Wilson, who I loved coming out mm. of college. Mm-hmm. I was hoping the Browns are. We good. did. We liked him. So, yeah, I know we talked I about loved him. him. Yeah, I loved yeah. him. So you know, I, I think uh, in the secondary, I think uh, now that Denzel is award is practicing, although it's a little mm. concerning Thornhill the mispractice uh-huh. today. Oh, he but did. I have a I feeling. Yeah, okay. he's got a calf injury, but uh, I oh, think he's going to play. He's going to play. I'm not worried about okay. that. So that's you know that's the way I see it. Okay, Elliot, what do you think about the secondary cornerbacks? Uh, I know you brought that. You know, we talked a little bit about it before uh, Justin came on air. No, I, I'm uh, concerned actually about both the Browns and the Bengals and the d- defensive secondary. I think the uh, Bengals lost a lot of secondary uh, help in the offseason. The Browns have uh, not added as much help as I think that they need. I think it was a disaster area last season. Uh, Denzel yeah. Ward did not have a good year last year for reasons that I don't completely understand. Some of it was uh, scheme related, a lot, a lot of, of it was health related, and we talked uh, about that last night too, Justin, didn't we? On the on your Bengals show about that mm-hmm. miscommunication, like the miscommunications and the and right. the scheme, yeah. yeah. But uh, I, you know, I don't see any. You know, I'm not a doctor, but I don't see any great evidence that that uh, Denzel Ward is healthy enough to play just because he went out on the field and ran around a little bit. That doesn't mean that he's recovered from a concussion. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm very concerned about Denzel's health, and uh, he's our best guy, and I think that they're very thin there. I don't know that they've made good choices for their backups. I don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to have you, you you need to have really five good cornerbacks in order to survive in the NFL. I think they mm-hmm. probably have about three. Yeah. And, um, I don't well, know. I've been, I'm gung ho on Martin. I mean, Martin Emerson to me is like, I think he's going to have a hell of a year again. I mean, he had a great yeah. first year. And yeah, no, I, I like Martin very, very much, but you know, they're kind of, uh, you know, they're kind of banged up at, at all of the positions. Uh, they have health issues. They People do. Are listed yeah. as questionable. And uh, I don't know if Greg Newsom is healthy. Is he? I, 
Well, relatively speaking, yeah, he is. Questionable. And Grant Delpit had some kind of uh, arm injury. I don't know if he's recovered that from was that. From the, yeah, from a week or two. Who's healthy in the secondary? I, you know, I, I, I think Robbie, Robbie McLeod. No. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think we could don't see a lot of rookies and stuff in the secondary in this game, and I think that there could be a lot, a lot of aerial warfare uh, from both sides in this game. I think it could be, yeah. uh, you know, well, six, six or seven touchdown passes. Steve? Steve? I think they'll activate AJ Green from the practice squad, so they're not going to be mm. throwing a bunch of rookies out there. He's okay. played. He's played against the Bengals. Yeah, well, yeah. I think that would be a smart move. I think they need some yeah. help back there. Yeah. They need. Uh, that's what but AJ do. Green is not a superstar either. Oh, no, Elliot. Very back with very a four from the AJ Green that was Bengals fans know. <laughs> yeah, your AJ yeah. Green was a little bit better than our AJ Green. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. Uh, Justin, what do you? What's your take on the whole secondary issue between the two teams? What do you? What do yeah, you see? Of course. So I'm going to give the advantage Bengals just because their continuity speaks a lot of volume. I understand that people talk about their replacement over the safety position, but you got to remember that the Bengals drafted Dax Hill with the first round a year ago okay. to plan ahead for the departure of Bates and Von Bell. They probably wanted to keep Von Bell, but hey, he got another, he got a much better contract offer from Carolina to help them with their rebuild, and we respected it. And I wish those guys really well and great success. It was so much fun having them here, Mm -hmm. building the nucleus of the defense Mm -hmm. together. But new leadership has taken center stage with the defense, and that's, as you mentioned too earlier, Mm -hmm. it is our linebacking core. Logan Wilson and Jermaine Mm -hmm. Pratt are those guys. Like, Mm -hmm. Roquan Smith signed a $100 million contract with Baltimore. We got two guys for the price of one, and we feel like Mm -hmm. that our guys collectively together is better than – their mm. guy, even though I have a ton of respect and I think the world of Roquan. Mm. But as far as like the linebacking core, I don't think that Cleveland is no slots at that position either. JLK, mm. um, John, we yeah, talked we about, about that last yeah. night. He's mm-hmm. a very rangy sideline and sideline backer, mm-hmm. and I think that he was a great steal for you guys when you mm-hmm. drafted him in the second round. Um, yeah. I think that Anthony Walker is really nice. Sione Takitaki, I'm not really super high on because I mm-hmm. have seen him kind of miss assignments there. But mm-hmm. the makeup speed that the other two have, Mm. makes him not have to be as much as what we need him to be. And going back to the Bengals linebacking court, another sneaky underrated guy that no one's talking about is Akeem Davis Gaither, who also is very rangy as well. He Mm. was the guy that we drafted for the most part to keep up with the speed of a Lamar Jackson, because we know Mm. that those speedsters Uh roam around out of the backfield running for it. Those that's the guy that we utilized him for the most. Okay. Um, and then we go to our defensive line. We know about Miles Garrett. <laughs> you know, we know that Darius Smith just got there as well, too. But when you look at the Bengals, they have a collective group of pass rushers. Out, you know, we already know Trey Hendrickson is now about to be as a mm-hmm. two-time Pro Bowler. And if mm-hmm. he gets to a third Pro Bowl, you now have to start having that conversation. Is he among the elites of the edge mm-hmm. rushers in the league? He's not there yet, but he may play himself into that mm-hmm. second, third, that third straight Pro Bowl season this year. Sam mm-hmm. Hubbard, we love him. He's a constant. Yeah. He's a constant Cincinnati kid, as we know him. Uh, yeah, Moeller High School, and that. But the anchor that really sets the tone of our defense is DJ Reader, mm-hmm. who doesn't get as nearly the amount of credibility mm-hmm. or respect that he should get because he is mm-hmm. the best run stuffer, nose tackle, in, mm-hmm. to me, in all of football. Right. You know, next to guys like a Quentin Williams or whatnot. But yeah, collectively a unit, they haven't lost anybody. And we, we can't forget it. <laughs> you know, the magic Ludini is what we call him. Our defense, Lou Anarumo. 
You know, he's mm. one of the best defensive coordinators in football, and if not the best. And you couldn't really say that about Ludini three years ago because mm. people were ready to laugh this dude out of town. He mm. was not even the first selection to be our defensive coordinator. Other guys was like Jack Del Rio when Zach Taylor was hired. Mm. But people had passed the, passed the mm. buck and didn't want him on yeah. the team yeah. and then or didn't want to hire him or they, they, mm. they didn't want the interview per se. Then Ludini was like the fourth choice, fourth or fifth choice, and to see what he's built now. Well, the rise, the rise of the Bengals now has just been. I mean, you consider how fast they got to where they are, and now it's it really is an extreme case uh, because the you know you, you've you've followed this team, Justin, for so many years, and I know we talked a little mm. bit about that last night on the the his, history of it. But um, well, let's let's pause for a real quick break here. Uh, this is the Fanatical Elves show, and we've got our, our guest here, uh, Justin from the uh, who or who day, uh, the, the affiliate with the Cincinnati Bengals, the the the, the jungle. Um, what what, what was the it? Run it, run it, run it run through, it through the, jungle. the jungle. Run it through the jungle. Uh, we'll, we're going to break here. Uh, we're going to uh, pay the bills, and we will be right back in about three seconds. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we're back. Welcome back to the Fanatical Elves Network. Man. And uh, we've got our special guest tonight, Justin. We've got our contributor, Stephen Elliott. Uh, every, we bring this every Thursday night. We just part of Fans First Sports Network. We love being here and uh, talking to the Browns. We've got a, a game, a big game, week one game coming up against the Bengals. Justin is part of the affiliate there in Cincinnati. And we've been talking uh, advantage, disadvantages with the team. I kind of want to hop into, well, a couple of things we're going to do right now. We, uh, looking at at the game totals, uh, the 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 uh, if you're a gambler, if you want to de- wheel and deal, um, the the over under. 
talk a little bit about that. We also have our giveaway. Those of you who have been following our show on the uh, on the X on Twitter, uh, we have a fantastic uh, T-shirt, Browns T-shirt that we're giving away. So we're going to announce that winner here momentarily. Uh, excited to do that. We had so many people. I think I told you guys off air. You know, we had a lot of people reposting and uh, tweeting out, and so we really appreciate all 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 the loyalty. This the we're, we're our our downloads are increasing every month substantially over the last two months. And so uh, as we get into this season, we're just excited to have you come on board and listen. So make sure you follow, make sure you subscribe to Apple, Spotify, and uh, you'll never miss a beat. We we bring shows here on the Fanatical Elves Network about every day of the week. So we Sometimes we got two shows every week so far. So we're, 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 we're keeping busy, aren't, aren't we here, uh, Steve and Elliot? Yeah. Yes, we are. Do we have time for a commercial announcement? Yes, we are yes. everything Good. for you. Anything for you, Elliot. Yes, I would like to announce that the fanatical elves will work for food. So if you are the proprietor of a sports cafe or a drinking establishment that caters to sports-minded individuals, uh, if you would like to host us, we would mm-hmm. love to broadcast live from your establishment. All you have to do is pay our expenses our mileage expenses to drive over to your establishment and feed us and we would love to feature your establishment live on our show uh, we'll let you advertise your your uh, foods and drinks and talk to your fans and they'll love seeing themselves on your show you'll get lots of free publicity people will flock to your establishment you'll make tons of money and everybody at your establishment will love seeing themselves on the internet. It'll work out for everyone, and we'll get lots of viewers. It will be a good time for everybody. We had such a great time. I know, Elliot, you were at your, your Faber's establishment over there in the Dayton area. Was it uh, Tootie's? Yes. Or- uh, well, we did uh, Tootie's, and we also did Milano's uh, in yes. the Beaver Creek area. Yes, they so it was been really nice. have with fans ever since. It's been oh, that's awesome. Time. And we'd the like power to do it. of the power of Elliot, the power. Yeah. That's right. Oh, Try the same Elliot. thing in Tennessee, by the way. There are I Browns do fans down in Tennessee. Yes, I can do that. It's this is going to be a traveling you show. Can, okay, you can do it in um, Cincinnati. Yeah. So, um, hey, so we're so, down here too. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah I, I get annoyed. I live in I live in Columbus. You know, I'm in Columbus, so it's it's. You know, there's a lot more Cleveland fans than Cincinnati fans, but mm-hmm. it's growing, you know, uh, here. And, and so I have to be aware of that. Um, so let's talk just about the uh, the game right now. The spread is, I think, still two and a half points uh, going mm-hmm. in. Yeah, yeah to Cincinnati's advantage, the, the point spread is 47 and a half. Uh, just wanted your one. Point spread that. is let's, 47 let's, uh, and a half. Man, we're going to have a I mean, bad 20, year. I mean, t- <laughs> The wow. point the the point total is forty seven. I think Burrow is really a lot better than even I <laughs> so, thought. Man, they thought uh, Deshaun Watson's going to be turned let's, loose. Let's, let's, Steve. What do you think on on that? Um, well, first let's know, yeah. first let's uh, emphasize this is for entertainment purposes only. Of course, so, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know we're we're going with credits. Uh, you know. I think those numbers are about right. I'm not a big gambler. Yeah. Uh, life is too much of a gamble, so I'll, I'll stick with that. Okay. Uh, I think that the Browns are a home underdog is a nice little motivational piece. Uh, so we'll see. 
Let's Kay. see how much that line changes Justin? between now and uh, Sunday morning. Justin, what do you? I know you and I talked about this last night, but what? Did, what's your your thoughts here? Be careful betting on the Browns, Browns fans. I just wanted to let y'all know. Be careful, and I'm telling you that, and good conscience and good faith is that I believe that the reason for the spread of the two and a half is because they feel like they're justifying the record that the Browns have against the Bengals so far. Burrow is Owen has not won in Cleveland. Um, he's one in four against them so far. I think that plays a part of it. So it almost feels like it's a sucker bet to have Browns bet the the underdog bet mm. because they feel like that the record is still going to hold up on yeah. one, which yeah. it very well could. Look, I'm not mm. here to tell you that the Browns do not have the ability to win this game. I saw my team lose week one to a, a much more lesser Steeler team mm. playing Mitchell Trubisky and Burrow through four interceptions, five turnovers all together, which they still should have uh, won the game. Yes. But. That I, I digress from that. And this time you're on the road, that, against, yeah. which it should be an improved Deshaun Watson. Um, but at the same time, you also can't under, underestimate the newfounded championship pedigree that the Bengals are displaying currently. They're 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 among the Super Bowl contending teams for a reason because they played consistently over the last two years. And do not be shocked if you see the Bengals start to put up a couple of scores right early out the gate because they want to get to a fast start. They know this Browns team. They understand what the Miles Garrett and that strong pass rush can do if they get behind the sticks. <laughs> they don't want to run into that problem like they did on Halloween. They don't. They don't want to run into the problem the, oh, the year before when you guys came down to my house and you yeah. put up 41 points and we had a walk. I had to walk out of that stadium like – it's just what just happened. Right. Uh-huh. They they understand they don't want to go through that again. But at yeah. the same time, you gotta you gotta respect what Cleveland is built. You naturally built mm-hmm. the team to to just stop a team like Cincinnati yeah. on its own. You know, yeah. so I do. I but I do caution. Be careful betting. You're a big time amount of money. For me personally, I'm staying away from this game. I'm not going to bet it <laughs> just because. Yeah. I don't want to get suckered into that money line bet. But if I were to bet a money line, like just like five or ten bucks on it, I want to put it on my team. I think that they do make a somewhat of a statement week one. But I do expect this game to be somewhat of a fight. And I think Cleveland's still going to show that there's not going to be no pushovers again from as the season progresses. I like it. like it. Uh, Elliot, your take. Well, yeah, I don't like to bet on football because if you go to Las Vegas and see all these really expensive hotels, (laughs) <laughs> They're built by gambling money. Those gamblers are smarter than me. I mean, you know, I'm I'm just a nuclear physicist. I don't know as much as the gamblers. I just you really are don't. a scientist. You are. What? Come on, you're smarter than the gamblers. A yeah. nuclear physicist. I never heard. Oh of man, uh, you know the thing is, I'm, I'm smart enough to be able to figure out that the gamblers have such an advantage built into their system that sure it's impossible. Do for a normal person to right. uh, bet because you have, you know, they have that 10% takes good care of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, but I, this is per, a particularly difficult game to mm-hmm. uh, handicap because there's so much that's not known about the health of the Cleveland secondary and the sharpness of Joe Burrow. I'm not concerned about his health, but I am concerned about whether he'll be sharp enough to uh, mm-hmm. avoid the pass rush and to complete passes with his normal accuracy. I think it could be a sloppy game like he had against uh, Pittsburgh. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, touchdown passes thrown on both sides. I think the secondary play 
for both teams is uh, in doubt. I don't think that the Browns, we don't know enough about the Browns health in the secondary to know whether they're going to show up or not. I I think it could be a high scoring game with a lot of uh, errors on both sides. And uh, I just don't think it's very possible. I'm going to give you, yeah, go ahead, Justin. I was about to say, John, because my question was actually going to be to you. Would you advise betters based off of Elliott's tape? Would you advise betters to, hey, I think the spread uh, for over and under is set to like 47 and a half? Yeah. For point total? Yes. What are you guys what, thinking? Should that be an over, over bet or an under bet? Well, I think what did I, I think last night I, I gave you uh, over uh, with my projection. I think I had, well, I was going to give you my prediction here in a minute, but um, yeah, I would say. It's going to be. I think. I think you also had a prediction last night that was similar as far as being over, right? Isn't that you and I talked about I that? My, a little bit? I, yeah, I think my prediction was over too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Elliot and Steve, what do you guys think? Is it going to be over? You think or under forty-seven and a half? I, I think. Go ahead, Steve. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Elliot. Yeah. No, I would say this is in uh, mathematical terms. This is. A, a chaotic event where it's possible <laughs> that the score could be very low or it could be very high. I think that the the over under is probably about right. But if you would give me um, odds on a very low score or odds on a very high score, I might be willing to take that. If you gave me you know some sort of uh, mathematically reasonable proposition bet that this game is going to be. Uh, more unpredictable than the usual unpredictable game, if that makes any sense. I, I just think there's too many things at play that we don't understand. And then, namely, I'm talking about the level of accuracy from the quarterback and the level of health and uh, uh, proficiency of both defensive secondaries on both sides. I think we don't know what's who's going to show up. I would say that the, the the defensive front lines are going to play pretty well. I don't know if I would predict a really good game from Nick Chubb against the Bengals. I think they're probably well-equipped to slow him down, not stop him, but slow him down. I think that there'll be a lot of yards uh, by uh, Deshaun Watson and Burrow, but uh, I don't know if they'll be able to contain the turnover issue the way that they would normally uh. do Steve, yeah, what do you got on that? Do you, what do you agree with Elliot? Well, you know, I'm glad Elliot brought out the chaos theory because, uh, you know, being a, <laughs> a rocket scientist, that makes perfect sense. Uh, like I said, I don't get, I'm an accountant, so I really don't gamble. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, I can tell you how to report no. your winnings, but, I say, but uh, you know, numbers. <laughs> yes, I do know numbers, and I also know I like to keep my money. <laughs> yeah, as an, as an accountant, this is the kind of game that would make you suspect that somebody's got their hand in the till and there's yeah. money. Yes, yes, the client. Yeah, that's I knew, what it looks like. Yeah, the client. Yeah. I would ask him a lot of questions and use that psychology degree I have to weed out if he's telling me the truth. Because, yes, I can actually tell a book by its cover. Yes, yes, yes. That's good. Um, hey, I want to. I'm going to give you your final takes here and predictions. But we have a giveaway. You know, we have this Browns yeah. T-shirt. We we are we're so excited. Cool Again, yeah, it really is. I don't have a picture uh, to share out, but um, you know, we try to find some really good stuff for you guys. We've got 
you know, I'm not wearing my ball cap, but we give away our fanatical elf. We've got our little elf hats and stuff. And uh, we'll be giving, I think we, we gave away two tickets. I don't know if you knew this, Justin, but we gave away two free tickets to the upcoming Baltimore Ravens uh, game coming up here later on this season. So we have one lucky winner that won those. Um, so our winner tonight, a drum roll. I need a drum roll. Anybody got a drum roll? <laughs> <Not on me. laughs> all right the winner of our t-shirt and we'll we'll share this out on social media and on the x is chuck mcpherson who oh, is like who's married to sarah and raising a couple of track runners fan of all cleveland sports the ohio state buckeyes and collector of old stuff um he uh He's, well, uh, he's kind of like Elliot and I if he's a collector he's, of old stuff. He's from Ohio here, uh, and his birthday's on December 4th. So thank you, Chuck. Uh, you have uh, followed us for a while, and you reposted our our T-shirt. So we're going to be – I'll get in contact with you and send you that awesome Cleveland Browns T-shirt. So congratulations. Is he related congratulations, to Evan Chuck. McPherson? I was about uh, I to say that. Is he related to Evan McPherson? Ah, <laughs> Uh, I don't, I don't know. Okay. Um, so final takes, let's start, uh, Steve with your final take on the game, uh, prediction, maybe a score prediction. If you got one, uh, you can go. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of uh, these, these gambling lines and the, the over and under and everybody's thought process, you know, I, I understand where they're coming from. The only yeah. games they've got to go by with Deshaun are the last six brand new offense, brand new defense, which could be a def, def uh, could definitely be a negative to a new team, but it's also mm -hmm. a positive. The other right. team doesn't know what to expect. Right. Um, I'll put my hand. I will put my faith in Jim Schwartz any mm. day of the week we and haven't even talked about him today. yeah and their refamp defensive line with Thompson, yeah. shelby harris uh sika ika i uh ogo okoronkwo i i obi-wan kenobi he's gonna bring the pressure and i am very confident in uh in in the browns defense uh and i'm looking forward to seeing how this offense works uh score prediction i don't do those bad karma I just okay. hope they're one and zero. Excellent, Elliot. Yeah, I guess I should predict something. I guess I would predict, um, I would predict that the Browns would be leading at halftime. I think that's a safer bet. I think that uh, given one half of of uh, play, that Burrow might put things together better in the second half than in the first half. So I would be okay. wary about halftime adjustments. I also I didn't get a chance to criticize the the uh, spread formation that the Bengals like. They use the Ben Roethlisberger spread uh, offense, and I think that they should let Burrow drop back a little bit deeper, and that would help him. But they never do. What do you think about that, Justin? In a, in a prediction, man. See, that's a trap prediction. I feel like that you're trying to set me up because we <laughs> run five, we run the five wide all we all the time. Until we go against the Cleveland Browns, and then Miles Garrett is next thing you know singled up on one, one a, like a backup tight end, and then it gets an easy sack. <laughs> so, while I don't want us to go away from what we do best, um, I think that one of the more important things for my my team, the Bengals, need to do is they also need to figure out a way to establish the run early. 
this may or may not be the game to do it. I don't know, but I do believe in Joe Mixon. Um, you know, I think that Nick Chubb's had great games against us, but I also think Nick, uh, Joe Mixon has had really good games against the Browns too as well. Yeah. But I personally think, again, they understand the task at hand that they have not won in Cleveland yet. Joe Burrow hasn't won in Cleveland yet. They don't want to keep going with this looming. I don't anticipate them losing it in Cleveland forever. I've mentioned many a times that there is bright spots on the Cleveland Browns, but the Bengals, how they're built, they're just on another level than the rest of the teams in the AFC North. No disrespect to any other division foes, but I do feel like that the Bengals do go to, well, it's not First Energy Stadium anymore. <laughs> it's Cleveland Browns Stadium, so yes. I got to get that right. Uh, I do think that they do walk in there with a win. I had predicted a score yesterday yeah. when John was on our show of 33 to 24 or something yeah, like some, that. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Kind of like nine or ten points or whatnot. Yeah. Because I I do think that that championship heart brass is going to start to show show itself. Like that that favoriting of getting that. Now we haven't won the Super Bowl, but we were AFC champions before the year before, so that does still count, even though it's not a Super Bowl trophy yet. So I think they they do show it and they're ready to go. And I do agree that there is some newness with both secondaries. I guess in your guys' situation, injuries yeah. is somewhat of a concern there. Okay. And for the Bengals, it's just people got to be able to gel together. That does yeah. make this a recipe for a high-scoring game. And I think that you could see that potentially as well. Um, but I do predict the Bengals do win. I think they do go 1-0, sets up a really strong outing because I think this division is going to be tough as nails. You guys go to I think you guys go to Pittsburgh the week after. Yeah. We got Baltimore coming at home afterwards. Okay. This is going to be a dog fight throughout the division. Yeah. So hey Justin, yeah. tell us tell us a little bit again about what you do uh on your network and anything else you'd like to share out before we leave you tonight. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, so the running through the jungle is the name of the show. We also have Cut to the Chase podcast with our with our other Bengals fan, Chase Youngs, who's more centered towards giving you a, of a collegiate background with college football along with pro. But he also does a great job of landscaping the entirety of the NFL as well, too. Nice. And we're just building collectively together. We're going yeah. to have things like which you uh, came to our show, our very first inauguration of yeah. the strange love. The, the strange know, with, love. Yeah. I love the title. That's very it, good. It is. It is great. You know, uh, Brandon, he actually, he built a great thing, uh, helping us up, getting us up and running. So, yeah. and then more things are going to come. You're going to hear weird theoretical predictions, not even just predictions, but things that I, as a Bengals fan have on my mind about my own team. Yeah. That you don't really hear throughout the rest of the media, not nationally, not even locally, but it's yeah. always seemed to be discussed among the fan base. And I call it the Big Bangle Theory. So that would be like a. Oh, I love it. I love it. Channel. Yeah, well, we'll have to co collaborate a little bit because I know Elliot and Joel are left guard. Steve, they I think that would be some really neat things down the line. Maybe we could do a show or two down the line when we when we get sure. going. So all part yeah. of Fans First Sports Network. We're building a brand and and it, and it's it's growing. And we got some great contributors here. Uh, Justin, thank you so much for joining us. My prediction is uh, Browns twenty seven twenty six. I'll go with Dustin uh, Hopkins on the game winning field goal. Um, I wish I was K York. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, hey, everybody, thank you for following us on the Fanatical Elves Network. Thank you again, Justin. Everybody have a great night. Go Browns. And uh, we'll be uh, coming to you again early on uh, Sunday morning. We've got our Any Given Sunday show prior to the game. We'll have some post-game reaction from some of us uh, later that evening. So please join us. Tune in every day. Make sure you're following us on Apple and Spotify. And uh, take care, everybody. Go Browns. And we'll leave you with our wonderful uh, – let me see. I had it. Now I lost it. Uh...
Yeah. It always happens. Or you, or we can just sing. Okay, here we go. Okay, let's we'll sing. <laughs> now, here we go. I got it. All right, guys. Take care. Have a great Thursday night. Enjoy the game tonight. It's Kansas City Chiefs in the Detroit Lions. Yeah, you predict that game. Justin is the last one. Thank you. Go Browns. I want Detroit to win this because I still hate Kansas City. <laughs> we have a big rivalry now. Yeah, that's why you guys too. We can, we can, we can, we can, we can, we can I love it. I love it. But you know.